Hot Dan, you're listening to Season 3 of Frolicking Chronicles. Recording now. Hey, sis. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. It feels like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know, but I really did appreciate our mini hiatus. It was awesome. Okay, could everybody relate to that? We basically had a week of Halloween celebrations and then right into Dea de los Muertos. And, you know, here we are getting ready for Thanksgiving and Indigenous Peoples Day. I mean, it just seemed, of course, and then the midterm. So I just feel like the last few weeks has been like celebration, celebration. Oh, nerve wracking, nerve wracking, nerve wracking celebration. Okay, recognition. <laughs> I would agree with you on that one. Absolutely. So I do want to talk about um, today's episode. Uh, we decided that we would recognize um, something that we've always been kind of, I'm going to say attracted to, um, drawn to, is yes. um, the Mexican culture Day of the Dead. And um, yes. you're really and you did such a brilliant job this year celebrating. I-, I hope to be where you were at. The next year. The key is to start early, and we didn't have our Sleepy Hollow event, and so I had to fill that void. Yes. <laughs> no, but it. honestly, every year I wanted to do that, um, especially the since... The ofrenda is what we're talking about. Yes, the altar, the ofrenda, and the reason, um, you know, you and I had did a little pop-up years ago in uh, downtown Santa Ana area, who uh, does a beautiful uh, Day of the Dead celebration, and it's not too far from me in Huntington Beach, and so I I always was inspired and just I wanted to actually try to do something more significant this year if you will because yeah, I always I yeah I always thought it's just like oh you just set out some photos of your past loved ones um and maybe some marigolds and that was it but there's so much to it guys first I want to say it is not Mexican Halloween that is often the confusion because, um, and you know, and there is a thing we need to recognize about appropriation. Um, you know, there's a lot of Caucasian women out there throwing on the skull makeup and looking like whatever, but do they really appreciate the culture? Do they really, uh, know that it comes from the Aztec, um, ancient history, uh, and it's really, truly uh, celebrated and got here to the United States with the Chicano movement. So it's very fascinating. And, of course, I won't have time. And also, I'm not a historian major in this subject. Look, but there's so much to I'm know about just, it. There is so much to know about it. And I'm going to just cut in right here and say, you know, you can't blame these Caucasian women who see these gorgeous, beautifully mm-hmm. uh, sewn um, dresses and costumes and then the makeup. And I mean, just leaning into a little bit of the Gwen Stefani who got some uh, appropriation remarks mm-hmm. uh, for her transitions over the years. So I can appreciate if people are trying to celebrate it and yes, be the, aware of it. The line between appreciation correct. and mm-hmm. appropriation. It can be a very mm-hmm. thin line. And, um, but the mainly, I bring that up because, guys, there's a kind of a cool, um, Latin X, uh, podcast that I came across, uh, from called The Monstras. And they kind of dive a little deeper in their La Rona, um, La Llorona 
episode. And I think it's like episode two and it was back from 2018. But give that a listen. It's called Monstras. And they do have some political stuff in there. But if you, you know, don't like that, just kind of get to the meat of it about 10 minutes in. But um, she does, they do explain like a lot of it in depth. Uh, I think it's exciting to see it. But one of the points that, that one of them had brought up was that like, oh, we're seeing it in Target and, you know, we're seeing it at, you know, the stores. Now. But I think that's wonderful because with movies like Coco and Book of Life and these things, it's opening people's minds. Yes, and, and it's bringing awareness yes. to it. Like, oh my gosh, that's what that should In fact, I'll share a little story real quick. Um, a lot of our listeners know I'm very active with the Etiwanda Historical Society, and Samantha supports me in everything that I do there. She's a member. I'm a board member. Uh, and so she's always well, well-versed on, on what's going on there. And about a year and a half ago, um, our vice president, brought up at one of our meetings like could we have a day of the dead you know celebration i just watched coco he said and i never knew that that's what the uh holiday was about Mm -hmm. i never knew and so i just thought wow that's awesome mike duffy (laughs) i think that is fantastic and And it was filmed by coco that that are getting it to you know the masses or, or people who wouldn't really have ever to tap into that and you know what's beautiful about the movie coco it just shows um a way to honor the grief but also the joy that a person that has passed and your ancestors and and i was very fortunate uh this year that sophie and i were able to go to disney uh land california adventure dca um and see their kind of day of the life celebration it was really amazing and i'm thankful that disney put that out there um but let's get into a little bit about day of the dead so uh dea de los muertos guys i'm still learning to pronounce you know, even though i took spanish in high school our, our but you know 2023 is to actually speak spanish um mm-hmm. a little more fluently than we have been able to in the past and our padre has me yes that. yes <laughs> and it's such a beautiful beautiful thing okay so this is this is what i want to tell you let's get down to the just the quick of it it is all about the ofrenda, the altars. The altar um, is several different layers. So where I used to just put out, you know, a couple pictures and some flowers, it's actually more in depth. It, the altar represents the different elements. So um, the, oh gosh, what is it called? The, I want to say picado, but I don't know if that's correct. The paper, um, beautiful cutouts that you see uh, hanging during these celebrations, that represents the air the wind and that is very important to have somehow involved in your altar incorporated yeah uh-huh. oh, beautiful. yes um the uh, marigolds uh help to bring the scent is so strong of marigolds guys and there's a capachules or it's, it's called something else <laughs> and i my apologies i'm working on it this by this time next year i will be way more uh better to pronounce well, this stuff yeah. yes. <laughs> um and the scent is so strong and it's found in like in the wild and they have such an abundance of it in Mexico, but that scent, it's the orange flowers you see in the movie Coco, um, that bring the ancestors back to their home, back to their people, to their families. It's to draw them in. Oh, how beautiful. mm -hmm. It's also good to, as an insect repellent. So I I guess if you have marigolds in your garden, it's a good thing. Yeah. But it's not going to be like. I cannot stand that flower, by the way. Oh. Every time I bring it, he's like, oh, God, the smell. And I'm all, what? Get over But you know what? Put it at your door, like at your porch. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like where you don't want the mosquitoes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but and, it's, a, it's a beautiful flower, and it's also very much used in India as well. Yes, yes. So, um, okay, so then you have your marigolds. Um, you also have water because you want to make sure that your thirsty um, ancestors, after their journey, because uh, the veil of that uh, October 31st to, you know, into November 1st to November 2nd, the veil is thin and their journey is long. So it's to quench their thirst. You're also going to have some salt out because the salt will uh, get rid of the negative energy. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. You're going to put incense out and they have a special one that they use. It's very strong and it's um, something to help the souls get to heaven or, you know, there's, there's a couple meanings behind it. Um, but so you're going to have those kind of things out. But you're also going to have like the first level, which represents the underworld. The second level uh, up is represents earth. And the third level represents the heavens. That's how I understand it. And so um, there's so much more to it than just, I mean, of course, I'm like just in awe of the beautiful, stunning colors. And, right. you know, and then what you want to do. So. In the culture, too, it's like November 1st is to represent the angelitos, the babies that have passed, the children. And November 2nd is going to represent the adults that have passed. So your grandmas, your grandpas, your abuelos, abuelos, abuelitas. And you're going to um, set up their photos, even your pets. So we put out Lucy, we put out pictures of Diva and their favorite things. Okay, so grandma's brooch or grandpa's airplanes. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you're yeah, going to put out, beautiful. yes, you're also going to put out food, their favorite fruits, um, Pande de Mortos, the bread of the dead, uh, the sugar skulls, which all of us love. Okay. The sugar skulls are for the children, the sweetness. Um, sometimes you put people's names on it and I did buy a kit at Target and I was again, excited that they had something I could grab. Of course I bought it and we didn't make it, but that's going to happen this year. I got, I got to try yeah, it at least once. Awesome. Yeah. It's made out of sugar and meringue. And then you can decorate them. And so it's really a long time. And what I'm saying is you could start early with your altar. I ended up clearing our record player and a couple of things off the buffet that we have in our family room. And I just built it up from there by laying down a Serapa. Um, I had these like little Ikea shelves that I keep in my office studio um, that made the second level. And then years ago, I had made just out of foam and, and fake marigolds like a little brick of marigolds and I that was my third tier but I really did start early and um you're gonna have candles that's the thing for flame for fire you know put out electric ones guys and you don't need (laughs) I'm often I'm often when I watch these things going how does how does the whole cemetery not end up on fire like how do they have all these light candles out so gorgeous yes yes but I do promise that I'm going to put in the show notes um a video that I found on Prime that was called The Day of the Dead, A Celebrations of Life documentary. It's about one hour. Uh, Dennis Richards, he put it together. It is really, um, it's a mixture of Spanish and English, but it, I thought it was well done as far as where this originated in Mexico. It has to do around the water, all these kind of things. And then I have a few that I followed on YouTube that I thought were very informative. And some are seven minutes, some are one hour and 30 minutes, you know. So it's just kind of like there's a few things that you can watch. But going back to the Aztecs. So meat, latte, colte. 
is the god of the dead. And that is how we see these beautiful Aztec Indian headdresses um, native, you know, to that indigenous people. And it's also about his wife, um, the queen of the dead. And she is something that I would really love to explore even more. The Santa Muerte. Santa Muerte is a personification of death unlike other saints who originated in Mexican folk Catholicism. Santa Muerte is not herself seen as a dead human being. She is associated with healing, protection, financial well-being, and assurance of a path to the afterlife. And so uh, you will see people in Mexico hold her up, but she's dressed like in a skeleton. She looks like the Virgin Mary or, or Guadalupe, but she's carrying a, what's this, the Sith? And her twin brother is supposed to be um, the Grim Reaper. So wow, it's very, I know, I'm just like, wow, I'm just discovering this all now. And it's so exciting. And I'm, I'm telling you, I could listen to this stuff for hours on end and just the artistry, you know, the food, the celebration, you're going to make pozole, you know, to, and this is the cool thing. During Ooh, Betty this, has been, Betty has been craving pozole. She actually asked Eric. We need, I want to make it. You guys have a good recipe. I want to try it. Yeah, Eric does. Really loves it. Yeah. Um, you know, he, Paxton really likes it and I've never made it and I wanted to this past year, but you know, I actually worked on a uh, day of the dead, but I do feel like it should be somewhat of a holiday, you know, a holiday yeah, that you can I take off that. from work. But, um, you guys, I, I, you know, again, I could talk another 45 minutes about this, uh, the butterflies. Okay. So this is what you're going to see. Skulls, marigolds, butterflies, the monarch butterflies. It's like their season to you know, kind of flow into Mexico and it's like, you know, what do they call that when they, you know, go from one place? Migrate. Migrate. Thank you. Um, they, those butterflies represent the adults and then, um, the children are the white butterflies. That's oh, what they that believe their so souls. Oh so God. you guys, it's, it's just so much more. Really and magical. I, I, I don't know. Our listeners, do you guys celebrate? Um, do you got, you know, and then there's a history and that's what that one, uh, podcast was talking about this one, one of the hosts on it. She said, um, you know, my family, when they came to America, it wasn't encouraged, you know, to speak Spanish. It wasn't encouraged to celebrate our culture. And so she's just really relearning about it, you know, and trying to embrace it. And I feel like that's kind of like where we are. Where we're at. But um, it's not because we were discouraged in a sense. It was just because of our fi- family dynamic and how that turned out. So with that, right. guys, I think I've I've talked a good little chunk about it briefly. Um, sis, yeah. To and- our exciting, like, little – because – why is everything uh, hitting Ronnie and I in our face with the culture? We've always been called to it, guys. But as you know, we recently reconnected with our biological father. We call him Padre. And he was gracious enough to share some of his spooky childhood stories. Because let's not forget, we just celebrated Halloween. <laughs> we just, well, we you know. celebrated Halloween and we were really wanting to uh, dive into our ancestry a little bit. And so right now, I think it's a brilliant time to talk about our paranormal past and cue up our Padre's ghost stories from his childhood. 
of our uh, great-grandfather working in the silver mine. So are you ready, Sid? I am. I'm so glad we get to re-listen to it. Guys, we recorded this on a phone call a week ago. Yeah, and he was so sweet because he was out in his uh, backyard and he wanted to do a campfire. On video. video. Thank you, Padre. Yes, but a storm had come in. And so Samantha said, uh, the video is going to be kind of tough because there'll be lags. And so the phone call was what we did. And uh, yeah, so here we go. Hello, Padre, are you there? Yeah, I'm doing good. T, how are you? Are you still there? I uh, am. Yeah. You guys, right. you guys are going to laugh because I'm trying to like get um, Black Panther tickets for Saturday morning. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Tamantha, thank you so much for uh, coordinating this night of uh, spooky stories. Yeah, it's it's, 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 uh, it's great. I was uh, sitting out here under the gazebo um, and. Uh, Trying to reflect on on uh, on my relationship with my grandfather uh, Manuelito Moreno uh, on my mother's side, and uh, it, it was I was I was probably like about nine and a half, ten years old when he started telling me, you know, different stories. And grandmother also Margarita, uh, but the one that's has always stuck in my mind was the one about, you know, when he was a young kid and in Mexico and, uh, and working in the, in the silver mines. Um, and, uh, you know, I sent you some uh, information on that on, uh, cause there was a, a, you know, Mexico was so rich in silver. There's a lot of areas where, uh, the, you know, the mountains, uh, were just, uh, full of it. And, uh, even before, even about the time of the Spaniards was when it was really um, uh, taking advantage of the indigenous people there in Mexico. Uh, uh, anyway. Um, was, uh, well, we're so, so excited to hear this. Yes, Padre. Yes. Yeah. If we're um, quiet, it's because we're concentrating. <laughs> oh, I get, yeah, I'm, I'm having this visual of the silver mines and and uh, just kind of the whole Mexico thing and, you know, just envisioning some of the photos that we saw when you texted us the story links, too. Yeah, I, um, there's a, you, of course, you can always, you know, research it better, you know, uh, but, uh, I remember uh, uh, him telling me that I guess he was trying to spook me and my sister, you know, Margarita, Alicia, your, uh, you know, my sister, uh, because he would sit us down and he would tell us, you know, these different stories. And grandmother, too, uh, Margarita, she would, uh, I'm sure she had her own reasons why she told us her own story about uh, young girls uh, wanting to go out. Uh, to a dance uh, on Friday evenings or Saturday evenings uh, without a chaperone, uh, oh. because that's the way my uh, my grandmother and their whole family were raised very strictly. And uh, my sister, I think, well, she's a little bit older than me, uh, but anyway, my grandmother would tell her this story about uh, you know uh, the the Diablo está 
aquí en San Anto. You know, the devil is here in San Antonio. You know, you have to watch out, you know. Yes. And uh, he told, she, she, Margarita told us a story and about this, uh, you know, outstanding, beautiful, young um, senorita and uh, who was about, you know, 16 years of age and she snuck out of her house to go to this dance. And uh, uh, it was uh, in, in downtown uh, San Antonio, they have this uh, uh, square, you know, uh, where uh, people would, you know, sometimes uh, do different kinds of uh, fiestas and things um, right near uh, San Fernando Cathedral. Um, anyway, um, so she told me that this girl, I, I don't even remember what her name was, uh, uh, Bernard, uh, maybe it was Bernadette, or, no, I'm, I, I can't even remember what her name was now. Oh. All I can remember is that uh, she managed to sneak out of the house and, uh, and go to this dance. And there was, you know, lots of couples out there and, you know, young and older. And uh, uh, and she saw this really handsome young uh, caballero, you know, young gentleman. And uh, uh, he was well attired, you know, he had uh, a dark suit, a white shirt and a black string tie and uh, long wavy hair. Uh, and... Uh, he had been eyeing her and she was eyeing him all through the dance. And finally, at the end of the dance, they called it the last dance. And uh, and he finally came over and asked her to dance and she accepted. Ooh. And uh, then he started dancing with her uh, a fandango. And uh, as the music um, started picking up the tempo, she was like said that she was like feeling dizzy and like uh, like in a trance and the whole world seemed to spin around her uh, as they were dancing and uh, and he just had this look this like uh, smiling uh, devilish kind of Ooh. a look scary yeah, and and all of a sudden she got scared and she felt uh, her hair in the back of her neck kind of like tense up and, and and her body went like cold. And all of a sudden she looked down and he was no longer wearing shoes. He had uh, cloven feet. What? Oh, oh gosh. Oh, man. Nice. <laughs> that sounds very... Devilish. Devilish, I'm telling you. And so the name of that story was uh, El, Diab El Diablo in San Anto, in uh. San Antonio. Oh, my gosh. That's so yeah. fascinating because, you know, we're avid watchers of various ghost shows. And seemingly there there's a same similar story in Ireland, not with dancing, but playing a card game. And, and the girl goes to pick up a dropped card and sees, you know, these hoof feet and realize it's not a, a man that's playing or, you know, has her love interest, but but the devil. So it, interesting that San Antonio has a very vivid ghost story that's similar. That's yeah, really something. And they, even borrowed, they even borrowed some of that devil, you know, goat horns, hoof feet 
um, for that show Evil that I talked about, you know, a couple episodes back. So that's interesting. It is. Listen, I'm going to put on, uh, I'm going to hit a video call. I don't know what that'll do, but I'm just, I'm going to hit it. Go Let's for see. it, Padre. <laughs> see, if it, see if anything happens. I'm not sure. Padre, this okay. is such a treat, though, to have you here and uh, being able to share these stories. Yeah, uh, let me share with you uh, the one about Abuelito uh, uh, when he was in the silver mines as a young boy. Uh, of course, that tragic uh, story, uh, it goes way back, uh, uh, even before his time uh, in Mexico, because, uh, you know, the Mexican Indians um, uh, for the longest time even after the Spaniards uh, lost power and even the, when the Mexican government had won their independence, the silver mines in Mexico still uh, abused um, cheap labor, you know, Absolutely. and, and the, yeah. the children uh, and, young, and young men and, and even old men uh, were their cheap labor. And uh, grandfather uh, Manuelito, uh, he got swept up in one of these uh, uh, chains of uh, silver workers oh, or, or gang, gang oh, and, yeah. and it is. And uh, because you uh, would tell me that they would chain them up uh, and and uh, lead them into the mine, uh, the mine shafts, and uh, and they would work. Uh, Tremendous hours, and uh, at, and for days they would not let them go at night. They would uh, keep them on the chains, uh, and uh, and they would feed them there, and uh, uh, until until they had uh, served uh, some time, and they gained trust with uh, with uh, I guess the capitans uh, that uh, were in charge of those. Uh, uh, chain gangs, uh, that's what I would call them, I don't know. Yeah, they're slave labor. But uh, anyway, uh, my abuelito said that, uh, and your great-grandfather said that uh, later on, when they started to trust him, uh, they would take him off of the chains, uh, and they would, you know, uh, they would, but they warned him about certain shafts that he was not to go down into, because they said that there were just strange things that, that would happen in some of those shafts and uh, mines, and uh, so. Uh, but of course, you know, you know, kids and and children, <laughs> you know, you tell them not to do something, and what are they going to do? It's <laughs> anyway, So, uh, grandfather and one of his uh, partners, uh, uh, Juan, uh, they took on down the uh, one night with their candles and uh, went exploring deeper into the silver mines uh, down one of these forbidden shafts. And, uh, and all of a sudden uh, when they were way in there and, you know, and I'm talking about mine shafts that are, you know, very, very deep. Uh, right. uh, and the of and, darkness, uh, I'm sure. Exactly. And uh, anyway, uh, Juanito said that, uh, their their candles went out and it was like this pitch pitch dark. I mean, he said, "Que no podía uno ver el mano enfrente de la cara." You couldn't see your hands in front of your face. Oh my god! Wow. 
uh, and uh, that him and, and Juanito, they, they held hands because they were just kind of like afraid. And uh, and uh, um, anyway, uh, Something didn't he feel said right. that, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. he said all of a sudden that they, they felt this, you know, cold, cold kind of like energy that, that, that came uh. in, all around them. And, uh, and they heard these uh, chains rattling and, uh, but they, they couldn't see anyone. They oh couldn't see gosh. anyone. And, uh, oh, and they so freaked out. I know it. And, you know, and, uh, one, you know, uh, I guess my grandfather had a little bit more, uh, I don't know, um, inner fortitude or strength or, or but, uh, Juanito was holding on to him and then he started grabbing onto my grandfather, our, your great grandfather. And, uh, um, and then he asked, uh, uh, Manuelito, our grandfather, I says, Por favor, vamos, vamos, you know, we, we need to leave, we need to leave. <laughs> and, uh, but my grandfather, you know, he, 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 he was more, I don't know what, you know, devil go care, I don't know, what's that term? Is that where we, we get it yeah. from? <laughs> <laughs> it's genetic. But, but my grandfather said, he, but every second that he was down there, he held on to the crucifix that he had in his hand. Um, and, uh, he had a medallion from Our Lady of Guadalupe and, uh, and he said that felt like it gave him strength, you know, yeah. to, uh, to overcome any evils that were down there. Wow. And, uh, Beautiful. anyway, so that was that story. Anyway, they made it out. They made it out to, uh, where the other miners were, were asleep and, uh, uh, and then they laid down and, and, um, and, Juan says, don't tell nobody, don't tell nobody, you know. Don't tell nobody. This is amazing. Yeah, because um, I'm picturing this whole, yeah, visualizing the whole story. But also, again, another show might have borrowed from these type of stories is uh, Sabrina the Kid. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. Were you? Yeah, I didn't ever finish the third season, but uh, but wasn't there an episode where they had to go to the mine? Yeah, go to the, the mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And interestingly wow. enough, I have my, you know, I always like my religious candles. And tonight I, I brought up my, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe. She's here lit right in front of me on my beautiful table here. <laughs> so how funny right. that he had that medallion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, hold on a minute. I think I lost you for a minute. Hold on. Okay. Are you with me? We are with okay. you. We're here. Oh, all right. Good. I am, uh, I'm going to share a story of my own with you. Okay. Uh, and this is, uh, uh, this is a true story. You know, uh, my grandfather, uh, after he, uh, left Mexico, uh, uh, in the 1900s and came to the United States, um, he bought a nice house, a real nice house on Saunders Avenue, uh, on the west side of San Antonio. Um, and, um, it was only a few blocks away from, uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe Nuestro Church, uh, Iglesia. And, uh, and it was several miles away from San Fernando Cathedral. Um, uh, and, uh, also 
uh, several miles away from uh, uh, a cemetery uh, that was near there. And uh, in the summers, uh, I would spend some summers with my grandfather. And, uh, and of course, uh, he was a very religious man. And, and every morning at 6 a.m. in the morning, well, no, it was five, about 5.30 in the morning. He would wake me up, maybe 5.15, and he would make some uh, champurrego, uh, like a Mexican uh, a chocolate oatmeal or a cream of wheat, something like that, and for breakfast with toast. And, and then we would walk to church every morning. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, every morning <laughs> we would commitment. walk to church. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was an amazing, amazing old gentleman. And, uh, and very uh, meticulous. Uh, um, anyway, uh, this one story that I had to share with you uh, took uh, place. Um, well, let me give you a little history primero uh, first. Um, on Saturdays, um, back in the, in the days when I was a young kid, they would have uh, these movie houses, you know. Okay. And uh, every Saturday, me and a couple of my buddies, uh, uh, you know, we were young guys, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old. And um, we always hung out together. We did everything together. We were like the three musketeers, you know, uh, except the <laughs> Hicanos, you know. And, uh, and, but every Saturday, you know, but all during the week, we would go and take our little cart and we would go looking for soda pop bottles, you know, because you could cash them in. You could cash them in and you would get, uh, you know, uh, money for them, you know, three, four cents a, a bottle. Yeah. And so, yeah. So back then, you know, there was three of us and all week long we saved these soda pop bottles and Saturday morning we would go and we would cash these uh, soda pop bottles in and uh, so that we could, we could go to the movie house, you know? <laughs> And uh, we really? would buy popcorn and all that. And uh, and uh, anyway, um, there was this old store, Una Tiendita, they called it, a little, the little store, right? Tiendita, <laughs> Una Tienda. And uh, we would go in there and uh, uh, and we had an aunt. Um, her, aunt her name was Agnes, uh, Ignesia, Agnes. And, uh, and she was really, really, really smart, you know, really, really smart. And when she talked about something, uh, people would listen. You know, she was kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. like, what's that guy that um, on the stock market that when he says something, everybody pays attention. Anyway, she was kind of mm-hmm. like that, you know. And, uh, and she said, listen, uh, do me a favor. On your way to the tiendita. Uh, bring me back some coal oil. I need some coal oil. And she would hand me this little can, you know, it was metal. It had a little spout on it and a little metal handle with a wooden uh, grip. And uh, I said, of course, you know, we would we would be glad to do that, you know. And uh, and uh, she said, but, but please, uh, you know, make sure you, you do it before dark, you know. I, you know, oh. I, I need it before dark. And because, you know, back then, uh, they didn't have electricity in some of the houses. And, and so they went by candlelight. Wow. That sounds kind of uh, gorgeous, and, though. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, me and, and Johnny Boy and Alex and me, you know, we 
started, you know, walking on down to the tiendita and, uh, uh, I, I go, uh, I told uh, the guys, man, what are we going to do? You know, we got to go to the movie house, but we can't take this coal oil in there with us. And uh, so we got to this tiendita, the store, and the old man that was in there, El Viejo, we called him the Viejo, you know, the old guy, you know. And uh, I, I, you know, he, he's one of those guys, old guys that just knew everything. He had an answer for everything, you know. And uh, I, I said, Senor, tenemos un problema. We have this, we have a problem. And then he was, he was the first time I ever heard that term. Hey, there's no such thing as problems, just obstacles. But in Spanish, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he, he said, tell me, what, what is it, mijo? And I said, well, we, we want to go to the movie house, you know, but we can't take this whole oil with us. Can you keep it for us? And he said, okay, I will. I said, he said, I'll, I'll keep it for you, but you got to come before dark because I close before dark at six o'clock sharp. <laughs> and so we said that we would, no problem. So we started walking on down to the, to the, where the movie house was right there near Guadalupe street. And, uh, and you know, back then the reason why, our parents loved for us to go there was because for uh, 25 cents, you could go into the movie house and you could stay in there all day. They would keep you <laughs> like they do now. Keep you occupied. And our favorite hero was there. We had a guy that he was our hero. He would come every Saturday and he had this kind of funny looking helmet and a kind of jet pack on his back and he would fly <laughs> through the air you know, fighting the evil and all that. I think they called it Rocket Man or something. <laughs> anyway, he was our hero, and we uh, we loved that guy, and we never missed his episodes. And uh, anyway, we got popcorn and soda pop, and we had plenty of money, and we stayed all day. And all of a sudden, uh, Johnny Boy had gone to the little boys' room. He came back running down the uh, aisle, and he says, Oh, my God, muchachos. We, we're, we're late, man. It's getting dark outside. <laughs> we all jump up out of our seats and we run out the door and we run over as fast as we can to try to get over to the, the store, the tienda. And uh, the old man was outside waiting for us. And he said, man, you boys, I almost closed up. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, so now we had to get to the house. And, uh, but there was... Um, it was a shortcut we could take, but we had to cross through this uh, graveyard, you know, that cut in the fence. And we would have to cut through that graveyard if we were going to make it in time. But before you got to the cemetery, there was like a hill. And I don't know. I don't know what what made me do it. And this is just a story, Mijita, so don't try this, Okay. <laughs> but, uh, back back then we carried these little boxes of matches you know those little wooden matches right and I took a I t told my boys hey check this out and uh, I took a swig of that coil oil and I lit a few matches and I went <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> a little fire shot out and they go oh wow man Anyway, they were all impressed, right? And so then I got Alex to try it, and he did it. And then uh, uh, he went, and he did a couple of matches, and 
Lil Flame shot out, and then I looked over at Johnny Boy, and and uh, he shook his hand, head, and he goes, "No, man, no, I ain't gonna do it. No, uh, uh-uh, no, you know, you know." <laughs> and he was really, he was the youngest, but he had a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so by the time that we got up. Uh, over the hill and, and, and we got to that cemetery we, we crossed it and we were kind of like scared a little bit, you know, because no, who the heck walks through a cemetery at night, you know? <laughs> we know a few nowadays, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so uh, all, all of a sudden we, we started feeling these chills and stuff, but you know, we I don't know. We just didn't know better, I guess. And, and we made it. We made it kind of through that cemetery, you know, without any real stuff, except that you know we we thought we saw these spirits, but but we were like, we we really weren't sure what it was. You know, it, it could have been people. You know, but we didn't get near them. You know, we just you kept on walking. <laughs> yeah, we just kept on walking, and and uh, we did. We had a we did a few more of the of the dragon fire, you know, out of our uh, little coal oil thing that we were carrying. Yeah. And uh, anyway, as we got over the hill, they looked down into uh, the neighborhood of my grandfather's and my aunt, Ignacia, uh, Agnes. We noticed that something was different because uh, most of the lights were off already, you know. And so we walked down the street. Uh, that's one street where they lived, and uh, and uh, man, uh, all the doors were closed, you know. And 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 this was summer, you know. In the summer, people didn't close their their doors or or, or lock, much less lock them, you know, or nothing, you know. Because well, number one, everybody was real poor; they didn't have nothing to steal, right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got down, we got to my uh, aunt Agnes's house. And man, we knew something was bad wrong because her door was locked, closed, and bolted. And she had these three, three sliding bolts on her, on her big old oak door. And we knocked on the door and, and she said, who's there? Guinness. And I said, uh, it's me. Uh, it's me, Tia, and uh, Johnny Boy and Alex. And she said, okay, well, you all come on in real fast. And so she opened the door, and we could hear the three sliding bolts opening, you know. And she opened that big old oak door, and she grabbed us, and kind of like a big mother hen pushes inside, and she slammed the door and closed all the the, the three bolts. And uh, she turned around, and with a real serious face, she said, Don't you know, boys, El Diablo has been seen tonight, and he's been seen breathing fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I looked at Johnny Boy and Alex, and they all shook their heads because we didn't want to get in trouble. We didn't say nothing. <laughs> anyway, that's my oh, wow. that's my fun story for you. That's awesome, Padre. That's so that great. That is so um, great. <laughs> I, wow. Oh, what a wonderful Can you hear the rain? Can you all hear the rain? Just a little bit. A, a little bit? Uh-huh. Let me, I'm gonna, uh, 
I'll send you another video. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm out here, and I was gonna do a fire for you before the rain came. I was doing. Aww. I had all set up. I was gonna do so a fire sweet. out there for you. Aww, and uh, so... but then uh, uh, Nicole came. You know, Nate, Nicole showed up at our door uh, with the rain. You know, and wind a little bit, but there's no wind now. Just rain. Oh, Nicole, yeah, the um. The hurricane, right? The category one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, tomorrow, I think uh, tomorrow afternoon it's supposed to rain, uh, and then I think uh, Saturday evening it's supposed to clear up. Uh, and that's about it, Mijas. Wow. wow. Padre, thank you so much. Yeah, so, so like that was so fun. Like I'm sitting already actually in my bed with my dog Duke because um, I was freezing when I came home. So. And I was looking forward to the ghost story. So I appreciate you staying and telling us. It's just fun laughter, too. Like <laughs> <laughs> They were great and brilliant stories, Padre. Appreciate you so much. For our listeners, uh, our, our Padre is phoning in from South Carolina, but he is originally from San Antonio, Texas. And so when he talks about that, that, that is um, his history. And wow, it's just so great. And therefore, always. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm so uh, excited and thrilled to share those two stories with you because they're from our actual history, you know, and uh, true life ex experiences. And uh, so especially the story about me and, the, and my two partners uh, as a kid, you know, growing up in, yeah. on the west side of San Antonio. Uh, uh, you know, is uh, I'm so thrilled to, to have shared that with you because, uh, you know, I'll be 74 years old uh, in a few yeah. months. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, That's right. Uh, right around yeah. the corner. Yeah. And, hey, you didn't wish me a happy birthday? Uh, happy birthday, Marines. Marines. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, there yes, you go. Right. Hoorah. Hoorah. All right. Hoorah. All right. Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> you had a fantastic life. <laughs> I was I was practicing. I love you too. Yes. Te amo, Padre. Abrazos a todos los niños, all your families, all the children. I, uh, I know they don't know me well and all that, and except for Jaden a little bit and. Uh, but man, I, I look at their their stuff whenever I can, you know, scrolling through whatever I can find. Uh, and, and I'm so proud of Sophia and Betty and, and, and you and your husbands for doing such a fantastic job of raising your families. Um, you know, it, you. it's amazing and, and, and just fills my heart with pride of, uh, of the way that you all are and the very essence of your spirit. Uh, Bueno, mijas. Oh, yeah. Buenas noches. Abrazos. Buenas noches. Thank you. I love you all. I love you, too. Okay. Te amo, too. Padre. Ciao, ciao. Good, good night, mijas. Good That was fun to re-listen to. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Yeah. And, and so I guess our listeners are going to, you know, even though we didn't have an episode uh, the last couple of weeks, I think that this one being a little lengthier uh, kind of compensates for that. Yes. Uh, so that is just, you know, kind of what we've... Um, that's a part of our world, guys. Very personal part of our world. So um, I hope you enjoy it as much as we do. And I think it's a lovely time uh, to just kind of embrace our cultures and histories. And, you know, you never know what the universe is going to bring you. Yeah. I mean, a year ago this December is when he was reintroduced into our lives through um a piece of paper. <laughs> a piece of paper. I, I don't know how much we've talked about it, um, except for maybe you guys at our Frolicking Chronicles Instagram. Uh, that's where we really do uh, update a couple of things there in, in real time, almost. Almost in real time. Yes. Yeah. And so um, what Ronnie's talking about is really quickly um, those ancestry kits. You know, have you guys done one? Have you been curious? Uh, because what happened was when our son, uh, Pax and I's son, Trent, was in high school, he did one of those kits. And, you know, we were driving somewhere and he said, oh, mom, I think one of your aunts reached out to me from Briseño. And I said, oh, OK, you know, but I, I think I was driving. And anyways, Paxton wrote the name down and we didn't revisit it. Until this last December when Paxton put on a jacket he hadn't worn <laughs> in like several years and found that piece of paper. And so that just led us on a trail. Um, turns out uh, Beatrice is our cousin and Padre was still alive. And so we were just rolling with it. So, um, yeah, it was quite That's fascinating. Right there. We are just rolling with we it. We are just you rolling know, with it. Um, it's been been awesome to um, connect with our older brother and our older sister. And so, hello. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's crazy. So we have two. We have an older half um, siblings, a brother and sister. And then we have two younger uh, half siblings, two sisters, but but we grew up together as a, a four some. So we're, they're just our sisters. That's often what you'll hear us. Yeah, Lizzie and Chrissy, we actually grew up with since they yes, were born. Yes, yes, so. they're, they're our sisters. So, um, so I was bringing this up because our mom, uh, magnificently. So, should we do our Shall we do our cocktail real quick? Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yes, I forgot. Okay, yeah, yeah. so Let's actually, I almost forgot about it. So thank you for reminding me. Our cocktail for this segment is a ranch water. I love this cocktail. Um, It kind of trended, I want to say last summer, a lot of people in Huntington Beach were, I would see it, you know, them drinking it and everything. But I have to say, it's um quite refreshing. And it's the top of chocolate water tequila and lime juice and what you're going to do is um in a glass over crushed ice preferably you're going to pour one ounce of your favorite tequila a half ounce of lime juice or a juice of half a lime to a full lime depending on how big your limes are and then you're going to top it off with top of choco sparkling water and that is the key to an actual true authentic ranch water is a top of choco so good marketing um and sip and enjoy and the Texas ranchers kind of came up with this because they wanted to 
be hydrated, but also have something with a little kick. And again, you can go to our at Frolicking Chronicles Instagram and find the reel where we actually made this last month. <laughs> and to your beautiful Ofrenda. Um, yes, thank you. Back page, so gorgeous. I love it. And yeah, and so that is um, the ranch water. Yeah, and so... um. Yeah, it's very simple and quick. It's very refreshing on a warm day. I think you can drink it whenever you're having, you know, it's a hot day. I mean, here in California, it's been kind of crazy. I think the weather is crazy everywhere, actually. But we're actually right feeling fall. <laughs> we're actually feeling yeah. a fall weather. Normally, it's still really warm. I'm curious to know what we're going to get for Christmas this year. <laughs> right. Well, let's do a cheers. I, I'd like to, you know, cheers our Padre. Um and our, our new newly found brother and sister um, that they've been open to this journey that yes. we're on. And, um, you know, to our ancestors before us. Cheers, sis. Cheers to that. Awesome. Okay. So Tamantha was leaning into that our mom for our past birthday, which is October 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple of people that we share our birthday with, which is great. Um, our mom sent us these beautiful um, gifts this year, which included an Ancestry DNA kit. Yeah. And, um, oh, my gosh. For our Patreon members, you can actually view us. Uh, what would you say? Says processing the kit? Yeah, it's hilarious, actually. It's, it's just over five minutes, <laughs> and it is comical. Like, I again, if, if you haven't done if one of these kits... It's, if you want to see it, it's in the first tier, which is like $5. $5 gets you in. I do want to say, though, a shout out to our mom for um, just a really thoughtful birthday gift this year. And, you know, sometimes when family histories get a little askew or what have you, I, I just thought it was very endearing that she is embracing our like been, us wanting to know more about our culture. Heartfelt. Yeah. So love you, mm-hmm. mom. Thank you very much for that gift. It was yes. great. Love you, Madre. Okay, so okay. what I was saying really quickly, though, was that Trent did one of those kits, and that led us on the journey. And then Mom got us the birthday gift, and then here's Ronnie's part, right? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so it, our whole world completely makes sense now. It is wild. We are 32% Indigenous Americas, Mexico, Northeastern Mexico, and South Texas. Uh-huh. 16% England and Northwestern Europe, 12% Sweden and Denmark, and 9% Spain. And then it goes on and it'll break it down into like the 2% from Wales, Nigeria, uh, Norway, Ivory Coast and Ghana, Europe, um, and Portugal. But the DNA community we belong to, sis, Mississippi and Louisiana African Americans. I'm I'm just blown away by those stats because it's or facts through this company because New Orleans is just such a part of us that it's it's crazy that that linked. And although I've never really spent much time in Texas or you know that much in Mexico, we've always been drawn to the food and the culture. And so it's just interesting to me, like I'm saying, it's it always has called us to become part of it, to draw us closer. And I just um the indigenous 
Americas. That is so beautiful because we know mom has a little bit on her side. Well, and I had and I had to Google that um, before I share what that actually means. I want to say I have already received my results, and obviously Tamantha and I are twins, and so we're anticipating Tamantha is going to read the same. But she's mine is not her. ready yet. Okay, guys. First, I just want to say this: I dropped the kids off together at the airport. I mean, airport post office, and I got yelled at because I tried to film myself dropping them off <laughs> by the way I guess you're not supposed to oh, do that, oh, that, that okay. yeah okay but my results are not ready and Ronnie can I can I talk about this about Trent and Sophia yes you totally can. <laughs> okay so Ronnie gets her results we're on the phone talking about stuff whatever she said oh my gosh my results are ready you know so she so we go over it and she goes oh hey it's, it's showing Trent and Sophia are my children <laughs> So this is where if we weren't identical, if we weren't identical twins, where the family would find out, oh my gosh, my aunt is my mother. Because that stuff happens, guys. You have to be kind of ready when you do these tests for the truth. To come out, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, long, long gone are these days where pa- parents could um, withhold information about who your real father was, too. Because I have read stories where there have been mothers who are like, please don't do that test. Please don't do that test. Because it turns out they lied to their husbands mm-hmm. that they were pregnant with their child and then the results come in and and they don't add up and in fact we we hit a little bit of that on our our favorite one of our favorite shows um murders in the or murders only in the building on hulu mm-hmm. where yeah martin short's character ha- has to you know he discovers that you know his son may not be oh that's a spoiler uh, yeah. for you guys who haven't seen it but anyway tapping into that whole you know dynamic it's like you know i really feel people should just be honest with their kids because now if your, your kid goes out and you know does one of those tests they they're going to be sizing you up and what your truth is listen you know? the skeletons so, are coming out that's what's going to happen there the skeletons and the skeletons uh, are coming out. yes and so it's very interesting but but i still find it ironic that they're backed up i haven't got my results yet and um it's just very curious. Well, and this- now I want Samantha to do the one that uh, my son Jaden did, which was from 23 and Me, to see if she pops up as his mom. Because yeah. Jaden didn't do the Ancestry one. And let me just get into this really quick. I had to Google Indigenous Peoples of Americas because I was like, 32%. Like, what exactly does that mean? And the ethnic group is the indigenous peoples of the Americas are the inhabitants of Americas before the arrival of the European settlers in the 15th century. And the ethnic groups who now identify themselves with those people are Mexico, Venezuela, Argentina, and Greenland. Greenland. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Wow. That is. That Isn't is. that interesting? So this has been a, a whirlwind uh, journey. I would even say um, it almost has the feels of, of, a, of a, a, a romantic story of sorts because um, for us, meaning with our culture, like it's it's so interesting when we, you know, I can remember in first or second grade, we went to Alvera Street and we, you know, I, we were just so in awe of that place and, and felt, I don't know, like a little bit of, of home there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, your parents go through divorces and all those things happen. And, and you're like, wait, I'm, 
everybody's affiliating us with as just these white girls, basically, because our stepdad is German. And they just assume like, oh, th- that's their dad. Because we never, ever said, oh, that's our stepdad. You know, right. never, he was always dad. Never did that. It was just dad. And um, and we love you, Pop, very much. And uh, so it's interesting now to go like, oh, wow, our world completely makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just so intriguing. I want to say, too, because most people would just like recognize the 50 states as uh, Amer- United States of America. But there's a history in the and I actually have it up on my phone right now. The Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo that brought an official into the Mexican-American War from 1846 to 1848 was signed on February 2nd, 1848. And that is um, when Mexico ceded 55% of its territory, including the present-day states of California, Nevada, Utah, New Mexico, most of Arizona, and Colorado, and parts of Oklahoma's, Kansas, and Wyoming. Mexico also relinquished all claims to Texas and recognized the Rio Grande as a southern boundary with the United States. So this is where, you know, like the Chicano movement and all these kind of things is like, don't forget the history of the land, right? I mean. Yes, yes. And you know, guys, if you've been with us a couple seasons, you know that we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving in the traditional American pilgrim way at all. We've been really. I've tossed um, those pilgrims. Exactly. (laughs) We've really been. um, Although technically we are part colonizer. We're 9% Spanish. Not yeah. So that being said, though, we really are about land acknowledgements. So we really hope that you guys will take time um, over the holidays to do those land yeah. acknowledgements and, and understand what, where where we live. Where yeah. So live? where is your house? What what indigenous peoples actually were in your area? Mm-hmm. So um, if I could just add two things. Um, Padre sure. uh, was talking about the chair of the Federal Reserve, which is Jerome Powell. OK, I believe that's who he's talking about. Uh, the White House. uh on 1010, our birthday, no less, um, said uh, that would be Indigenous Peoples Day uh, to remove Columbus, right? Okay, but Thanksgiving, it's bittersweet because of the Indigenous peoples. Um, it is a day of mourning. And if I could just read this bit. Indigenous peoples in America recognize Thanksgiving as a day of mourning. It is a time to remember ancestral history as well as a day to acknowledge and protest the racism and oppression which they continue to experience today. Um, And there's several ways that you can try and uh, celebrate um, instead or recognize. Uh, There are scores of wonderful Native led foundations and organizations that you can donate funds to over the Thanksgiving break, including uh, Illumi uh, Native, Indian Country Media Network, and First Peoples Fund. I haven't looked into those, just FYI. Um, and another way you can support Native people is by donating directly to individuals and families, but definitely acknowledging um you know, the communities, uh, learn about the land you are on. That's what Ronnie was talking about. Support native farmers and distilleries. Invite your family to join in on the festivities. I think mom took um, our kids to, um, I'm going to say Powell. Oh, yeah, she takes them to Powell's and stuff Yeah, like that. and um, it's kind of hard with the political correctness because even in this podcast, I said uh, Indians, right? So, but I'm trying to, you know, also change my narrative, indigenous peoples. But, uh, you know, you got to kind of well, work out how I'm- you want to talk about that, you know? Right. And so for me, we have chosen uh, to air this episode on Friday, November 25th, because that is Native American Heritage Day. And mm-hmm. it is considered a holiday here and, in the United States. And this so is Heritage Month for movement. that. Yeah. And we've made some movements, but certainly I think everybody can do a bit more. Right. Well, listen to this. So implement Native American films, decolonize your playlist. 
That's a big one. Celebrate Native American designers and artists and just support Love Native that. people. You can also incorporate, um, of course, when this airs, it'll be after Thanksgiving holiday, but uh, corn and beans and, you know, just some more cultural foods related to indigenous peoples of the Americas. Beans. I, think I beans love might that. Be one of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, I think um, we're at the end of this episode and yeah. Wow. Yes. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Again, um, check the show note links because I will put in stuff for the Dea de los Muertos and some of the cool Chicano history I found um, within that journey. And thank you again, Padre. Thank you again, Mom. And uh, oh, Dad, Papa Ernie, we love you too. So um, enjoy your time with your family, however you celebrate this year. Yes. Yes. 